What comes to your mind when you look at sales for your business? Is it building trust? Is it persuasion? Is it begging? You will have a different thought process on what sales is for your business in regards to your experience, but the chances are you know that sales is the lifeblood of any business. Welcome to the Sales Optimization Show. What we're going to do is use my experience and guests to teach you how to break down what is a complicated subject into simple, easy to understand steps. Sales should flow through your business. It should be something that's natural and easy to replicate for you and any team member. And I want to help you understand how you can implement a good, solid sales process into any business. Okay. Cool. Hello, hello. So back again, Sales Optimizer Show. And this time I'm joined by my friend Jamie Selby, who runs Parental CEO, and he's gonna talk for sorry, he's gonna talk more about what that involves. Um, and I got him on because I'm actually working with him to develop the sales portion of his course. So I know a lot about it, it's really exciting. I thought this would be a good way um for Jamie to kind of give his perspective because he's not classically from a sales background, um, and he'll fully admit that, but it's quite good as to how he's approaching it very methodically. And I feel like this is a real good lesson for everyone that you know, businesses that aren't naturally sales you know skilled where they outsource and who they get in and how they operate i think is a really good thing so jamie welcome 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 it's good to well we pretty much talk every day at a minute but, but it's good to do it in an official capacity so why don't you give me and everyone a bit of a rundown about parental ceo well the the parental ceo in in a nutshell is uh, training an education for parents but i think the uh, the more important factor is why we did that and um the reason why we've we've well we created the parental ceo is kind of out of necessity um but also the the mounting pressures on parents in particular and you think about it as a parent and all the pressures that we've got as a parent, getting our kids to school, um, you know, what school do we go to? Where do we live? You know, all these things that we have to do on a day to day basis. And then you add in into that also running your own business and um, overwhelm can very, very quickly in, which is why we created the parental CEO to give uh, training and education to uh, parents that are called to start their own business or have their own business and want that support want that level of uh, knowledge and training in order to create a real um scalable uh, online business you know not just a business whereby it's pulling on your time all the time you know a business where you can scale it you can uh, ultimately spend more time uh, with your ch children that's the whole ethos and, and our mission is to give you training and education so that you can make your business work so you don't have to absolutely and this isn't this isn't just something you thought up i mean tell everyone your story because this literally is what you you know you basically have lived this life haven't you so i think it'd be you know good just give people a bit of a rundown of you before yeah definitely so my my background is um as Pete quite rightly said, you know, sales is not my background and it's not something that I feel very comfortable doing. Um, my background is actually as a chartered accountant. <clears throat> so I started life out as a um, 
you know, <laughs> we won't go back that far. <laughs> um, but started life out in the working world as a trainee accountant, worked my way up the ranks um, within a top top 10 accountancy practice. Um, felt like I, I, I something was missing. I went to a smaller practice, was then offered a partnership. That then led to me um, actually uh, starting my own business. Uh, I started my own business from nothing, from the ground up. Uh, turned it into an award-winning accountancy practice in less than three years, uh, multiple six figures, doing exceptionally well. Um, and <clears throat> I then, um, family tragedy um, is the nicest way to put it, kind of made me look at life a lot differently because I had this, this award-winning practice, successful, you know, almost like the poster child for what success was. But I, I, deep down, I didn't feel that successful uh, and especially not as a new father because I was spending all my time working uh, and not spending time with my children. So it got me asking questions, you know, that there has to be a better way to, to do things. Um, and then that's led me down a path of education, um, you know, and I'm, I'm not saying these numbers to brag, but I've spent the best part of £25,000 probably more um i'm hiding a little bit from my wife um <laughs> <laughs> joking aside um you know i've spent a, a lot of money on, on on training and education to learn uh, different ways to run businesses from your traditional bricks and mortar service-based businesses um and that's what led me to start offering my services online um and starting to really see the benefits of that you know seeing the benefits of being able to be at home, um, you know, for my wife. Uh, so when we had our third child, <laughs> so fast forwarding a bit, when we had our, th our third child, um, my wife was was practically disabled um, up to the birth. She was having some uh, very, very bad uh, back problems. I can't remember what the medical term was. Um, but with the work that um, I'd set myself up with, we were able to, well, I was able to just pick up all the slack. So I was taking the kids to school which I absolutely love you know I was able to take off and alleviate a lot of that strain and pressure on her but also the strain and pressure that gets put on a lot of relationships really um, because you know had I not been there had I not been able to provide that support um, you know that would have put our relationship under a lot more pressure um, than we needed um, you know and I've been able to create a well, I would say a successful consulting business, um, consulting mainly with accountants and bookkeepers, because that was kind of um, almost preordained having come out of the accountancy world with a successful accountancy practice. Um, but I, yeah, I've just basically spent the last three years creating a methodology, um, which I believe is the key for every business owner in this modern world that we live in. We We've got this this access to so much so many resources but it was just overwhelming you know with all this education that I'd had I was like well surely there's got to be a simpler way of putting this because everyone was like oh Facebook ads is the thing Google ads is the thing no you've got to be write your own book no you've got to do this you've got to do that and trying to do all that whilst being a parent is is almost impossible 
and I almost felt like there was this in, impossible expectations on me as a, as a parent, but also as a business owner. And I felt like nobody understood me. I was like, mm. you, you're asking me to work 15 hours a day <laughs> um, and, and basically ignore my children to be successful. And I was like, no, there, there, there's got to be a better way. And that's where the birth of the parental CEO has, uh, has come. So Absolutely. that's kind of my, and also, my backstory in a summary as possible. No, that's Sorry, awesome, Pete. mate. That's good. I mean, because it's the thing. I think anyone parent-wise who runs a business can resonate. And, you know, as you may know, in the first, the early years when I um, personal trained when my daughter was born, because I was basically coming into, you know, from nothing and I had to build it. I was there 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. This with a newborn yeah. child. So it's very easy to do it. And I always blame hustle culture. I can't stand it to a certain degree because I feel like I feel like it's a bit of a rite of passage. <laughs> you have to go through this. Oh, I've got to hustle. I've got to hustle. I've got to do this. You know, just get up at two a.m. and and I think no, you just need to actually go right. Let's look at some efficiency. But it's something that doesn't. You never get that unless you've got the experience. And the only other way you're then going to experience that is if you actually do these kind of courses where you go right, I'm going to find people that have done it. And this is one of my, as you well know, my big things is I can't stand people that have courses or train when they haven't actually done it themselves. I feel like you really got to have skin in the game or yeah. just jog around and go and get it. Because then you've actually got proper experience. You've got people that know the pitfalls. Yeah. And this is, this is obviously when, you know, getting involved with parental CEO, like I said, part of it is because obviously... I've been through that world. I'm in that world. You know, I've got a nine-year-old and a five-year-old, busy lives, partner yeah. work. So it's it all it all makes complete sense. And that's the whole point of it. It all makes so much sense. And I think a lot of people will get stuck in that hustle culture. And that's where you get made to feel guilty. You know, it really is, and that pisses me off a lot, is when you get made to feel guilty um, for not working. And you know, we all still get it. We yeah. sort of uh, we maybe have a night off or a weekend off and we're like, oh, I should, I should be doing this. When you're actually like, no, if you actually get this out, right, if you understand the important things to do rather than the busy work, that's where the magic happens. And that's that's where this, this program, this parental CEO stuff is going to happen because you get that sweet spot where you're showing people the right things to actually focus on. So, you know, and, and I, like I said, I'm involved, so I think it's a great idea. So, Let's kind of switch it to sales then. So not being a salesperson, yeah. natural salesperson, but <laughs> as I well know, you're incredibly detail oriented, <laughs> which is good. So yes, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. You need the detail people. And I'm I'm the polar opposite. I'm the big picture, you know, go and ah yeah, this will work. And I've got a lot better in planning in my my kind of latter days because I've realized the pitfalls you can come into. So yeah. One thing I'll say is what is an aspect, sorry, what is an aspect of sales you would love to change? So you've said yourself, you've been on many courses, you've spent a lot of time developing yourself. So what is one aspect of sales you wish would just end or stop? Because it's it's even not authentic, it doesn't follow your values, or you just generally hate seeing it or experiencing it. Um I'll try not to swear. <laughs> My old swearing's okay, all um, adults here. <laughs> No C-bombs. <laughs> um, it's this NLP BS that is being banded about 
Um, and it's not the, the NLP in itself. It's where people are using NLP to actually get um, that's neuro linguistic programming for nobody, for people that don't understand what NLP is, but there are people that are using these techniques, not for the greater good. They're using them to get people to sign up to their programs, to get people to buy in. Um, and if you're not aware of what you're, what's happening to you, um, and I'm not going to name names and stuff like that, but <clears throat> there are programs where I've, I've sat there and I'm, I'm, I'm watching them um, using NLP techniques to get people to give away their life savings um, or even all of their redundancy money um, to the tune of, I think it was £20,000 for a 12-month program. And this person had no clue what type of business they were going to run. Um, they were just so bought into, again, the BS that was being fed into them and into their psychology where it was, it was, it was borderline illegal in my mind. Um, mm. I know it's not a legal influence, um, but to the untrained eye, um, it's something in my mind, um, something that has to change because Absolutely. a little bit of influence is great to get people to push push them outside their comfort zone but to get somebody to sign up to a program when they've got no plan um at all like no direction as to what type of business they're going to set up what's their motivation behind creating a business is is just yeah is in my opinion that's wrong yeah, um, is, and i think there's a lot the of people side, in, yeah dark yes this is the dark side of sales yet yeah, yeah. yeah because that most most definitely and not actually Most saying that, and I've, it's I've, not sales. It's it's not sales, it's manipulation and it's preying on people. This is what I can't stand. Yeah, no, because, yeah, because you're all you're doing is basically rather than actually because you know, my, my prerequisite to anything I sell and anyone I talk to, it's always there's got to be a need and a genuine solution. You know, it should be should go without saying, but I won't yes. get involved with any business unless it, unless there's a genuine need and a genuine solution. But <laughs> This is where, and this isn't new, you know, this is years and years this has happened, probably hundreds if not thousands of years of people just preying on people. And yeah. it's always basically preying on, you know, insecurities, weaknesses, or this, this lofty yeah. goal of, like, you could achieve this, you could have all this. And I agree with you, that is, it just sickens me. And I think it's more about, it's more about um, an ethics side of things, because I don't ever class that as sales, I just think, that's manipulation. Um, but it's one of these issues where, you know, when you've got things that are unregulated and they're always a grey area, because as you know, my, my background's fitness. You know, I spent 16 years um, yeah. within the fitness industry. And that's a prime example where people could talk absolute <laughs> shit, <laughs> take people's money, and there was no recourse. You had these, these things like yeah. reps and um, SimSpar that were supposed to be governing bodies. They didn't ever do anything. They meant nothing. It's a highly unregulated industry and it's the same yeah. kind of thing. And do you, you know, I find it hilarious because, you know, the likes of you and me, you know what you're looking for when someone does NLP. And sometimes you have to sort of sit there and stop giggling to yourself because you know what they're doing. And um, yeah. it's just, it's so obvious, but you, you know, I think I've got a fake radar as well. As soon as someone starts talking, <laughs> you can pick up when they're just full of absolute shit. Um, and it's just yeah. so, so, it's, it's funny when you're looking at it, but it's infuriating at the same time. And 
you know, the NLP side of things. Do you know actually where I first heard about NLP? Was in um, go on, go this for book it. called The Game by Neil Strauss. Back okay. in the day, and I don't know if you heard of this, but it was basically a book written by a guy yeah. who, um, he, he was basically a book about picking up women. Yeah, this was years ago. This wasn't our recent thing. But I found that so funny. And he basically used these, it was NLP because he doesn't call it that, but the process he's calling about, you know, talking to women and the way it's the same process. And I just found it hilarious that yeah. this method, yeah, it's basically persuasion, whether it's good or bad persuasion, but that's literally what it is. You're training people to be persuasive. Now you'll have NLP practitioners, yeah. as with any industry, the good, the bad, and the ugly. You'll have some that will say, Amen, well, no, yeah. if it's used correctly, but it's not the point, is it? <laughs> everything everything can be abused to a no. certain degree. Well, NLP in, in coaching is is a very good technique of, of getting people, influencing people to make changes, mm. which is think- which can be positive changes. So alcohol, um, Absolutely. it could be um, smoking, something like that. So using NLP for those things is absolutely amazing. And I applaud the coaches that use those NLP techniques in the right way. But then yeah. using it in the sales arena, I think... It's just, it's like you said, Pete, what, what's one of the things that I'd like to see changed is I would like to see that changed. I'd like to see uh, companies actually selling their products based on the merits of the product rather than utilizing NLP techniques to almost well, is influence people to buy when actually they're probably not the right customer and it's probably not the right product. And I'm not going to say I haven't fallen foul to it because I did. You know, I, I got put on stage and um, I was the only person on pay, stage and I was getting put under pressure. Oh, yeah. You know, this is this one time only offer. And again, they're using all this positive uh, reinforcement that, you know, when, when you buy this product and using all these keywords to ultimately sway my decisions because I was I was feeling under so much pressure to buy. I was like, uh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I, I didn't have the money to buy the product. Um, it was a £3,000 product. I signed up for it. And in truth, the, the product was very good. Um, I'm not denying that. But it was the stress that I was put under and the use of the NLP techniques that I, I realize that now, um, having done the education and learns about it, um, you know, had I known that back then, I would have changed my path because I did a course that I probably didn't need to do, um, but it was a very good course, if that makes sense. So, you know, I'm not, it's just, I just think there's better ways of doing things. And who am I to say to someone who's probably one of the best salespeople I've ever met, like as in getting customers to actually buy, but where's the ethics, where's the morals? like there was people that were signing up for that course um that had no business experience at all um you know luckily for me with my accountancy experience I had that experience of being an accountant advising business owners you know I had an idea well I was already running a business at the time so utilizing that I could then use that in my business anyway so uh, whether or not I'm just justifying my purchase now, <laughs> so as to not feel guilty for forking out the famous, yeah, um, yeah, forking out two thousand nine hundred ninety-seven pounds. You know the famous number. 
That's it, yeah. 999999. Do you feel we've all we've all go on. I was just gonna say, do you feel a slight delay? No, it's okay. Do you feel basically like if something takes that much effort to sell, and I'm gonna preface this by you know, a higher higher ticket does take more engagement, but I do genuinely feel that if something takes that much effort and that much grunt to sell, it's not for the right people. You know, because when you've got and yeah. you've got high ticket things that you know I've sold them before, and I've done you know don't get me wrong, I've done it wrong. I've tried to sort of experiment with the best ways around it. Um, I've never been dishonest in that way, but you've got to kind of understand. But I do Amen. feel like if something takes such a massive amount of effort, it's it's more about how much cash can we generate rather than is this for the right people. Yes, and that and, and that's the thing, and this is what we're we're trying to do with the Prince for CEO. We 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 want to see um, at least a thousand parents either starting successful online businesses or uh, creating uh, or transitioning their business into a successful online business. Um, we want to see the results. We're more bothered about that than we are the sales numbers, if that makes sense. Like the sales numbers are important because that's the fuel we need in business um, in order to continue doing what we're doing, to continue to spread our message, to continue to support those um, parents. But not only that, we're taking it one step further. We're also going to provide uh, a million meals to children. So something I read the other day that 30, and this is just in the UK, uh, 31% of um, children in the UK um, are currently living in poverty. Yeah. So, you know, these having, having that uh, almost purpose behind your, your business almost takes it out of that. Is it capitalism? Is that the right word? Um, You know, more doing, doing it for the good. Um, and this is one of the things I would love to see change, Pete, um, is more of these businesses rather than focusing on their next Rolex or, you know, their, their, their next Rolls Royce or their next G5 plane, you know, focus on more on the impact that they can have on their customers um, than on the impact they can have on their bank account or what they can use to influence people to buy, you know, and I'm, I'm, there's nothing wrong. And again, let me rephrase that. There's nothing wrong in wanting nice things. You know, I'd love nothing more than to be driving around in a, in a Tesla, um, you know, Tesla Model X with a, a ridiculous mode. <laughs> um, but that's, that's you know, there's nothing wrong with that at all of wanting and aspiring because actually wanting and aspiring will help you uh, and drive you. Uh, but what I am saying is actually have have some some purpose behind it, have some meaning behind the work that you're doing. It 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 will honestly you'll 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 thank me for it because when times get hard, uh, and times will get hard for every business owner, you know there's there's a reason why only eight out of ten businesses, um, well eight out of ten businesses fail. Um, and you know mainly that is because of the lack of cash and the lack of money. Um, but it's also because when times get hard, it's easier to quit and either start again. But if you've got a bigger purpose, a bigger meaning, a bigger calling, like there's no quitting because it doesn't matter whether you get paid or not, you would continue doing it no matter what. Um, exactly. And that's what, that's why we've, we've got the apprentice CEO. And that's why you, 
you build relationships with people that are driven by the same call. So, you know, Pete and I, um, you know, I just, I just love his honesty. I love his integrity um, and his transparency. You know, he, he, he's, he's not afraid to swear, um, <laughs> but he's, he's also not afraid to, to call uh, BS either, which is um, very highly sought after traits because there's so many people that are hiding behind um, a smile <laughs> and um, not being not lacking that integrity lacking that transparency because they're just trying to get you to buy their product exactly um, no, i appreciate so, those words as well but that yeah no, that, that's all right that that's basically a... that that kind of mirrors my thoughts because i think you know as we know very well if you find if you find your passion then the cash comes it does happen but i think i think what people miss finding the passion is great that's good that's what you want to do but don't then think the business is going to be easy i think that's the problem is it should be effortless yeah. in the sense that it's effortless because you want to do it and i think people get confused Amen, sometimes yeah. and think well actually if i find my passion then you know yes it's not going to feel like work but it is you know you've still got the things you need to do and the process you go through but rather than thinking you know like you said rather than thinking from a monetary point of view oh i've had a bad month right well i'll give it up it's obviously not good <laughs> That's not your goal. If you go, well, actually, we want to get these um, these uh, meals for kids, that's the actual target. Mm -hmm. So everything up until that point is the process to get there. And then you've just got to obviously be business savvy enough to realise that you still need to be generating income in the bottom line. You know, we're not saying be naive. We know mm -hmm. how business works. You need cash flow. You need sales to make it work. But ultimately, if you Amen. mix that desire and that goal and the same, right, this is what I want to achieve. I realise, though, that just because I want to do it, it doesn't mean it's going to be easy. <laughs> you know, it will become effortless after a while. And that, I feel that kind of realism needs to come in there. It will get effortless, but it's once you've got a lot of processes in place. And this is what, you know, I like about your course and, you know, the way I set mine up is that it's trying to say, look, that's going to be the tough bit, but let us help you do this. You know, let us help you Amen. go through this because we've yeah. done the horrible grafty bit <laughs> that does become very unenjoyable and if you actually get that help it makes it super super fun because you suddenly hit that peak but with business it'll always go through these peaks and troughs you know sales is a perfect example one day i can feel like i've literally cracked it and i'm, <laughs> I'm on top of the world the next day i think what has happened and i just want to call up and think nah, i'll just try again tomorrow it's just how it is but you know, I know as bad as it gets, and you know as bad as it gets, you you will come back the next day because you know there's a bigger reason for doing it. Um, so look, last last little point then. So, and yeah. I always ask this question, but I think it's a good one for you because you're not coming from a sales point of view. But what do you think? Yeah. If you could say to someone, right, from my experience, sorry, I'm talking as you, if you're experienced from outside yeah. of being a salesperson, what do you think yeah. advice you could give to another business to be really, really good at sales? It's, I, I think again, it comes back to that, that purpose, the, the reason, the reason why, because if you can come back to that reason why, um, for the actual customer, the impact that that's going to have on them, and you really come back down to that core impact that it could have on their life. So for example, with the Prentice CEO, you know, seeing parents being able to uh, reduce their stress, have better relationships, spend more time with their children, 
like when we see that as a result a direct result of the work that we're doing like it makes the sales so much easier because we're not actually trying to sell anything if that makes sense because we can show people you know people that have gone through the program and um give them that show them that impact that, that that's the change that can happen in their life by going through this program um and it begins to get a lot easier because your purpose is is more important than the actual sale the purpose is more important than the you know the goals and the targets that you've set which are important but um they're only important because actually if you hit that sale that's another child impacted or that's another parent impacted just as an example just using that as an example so um and the last thing would be value so how much value can you give um and we live in a world with technology where we can increase our value proposition especially in the online world because you think about it from um an education point of view we can put that into video content so rather than us just delivering one to one one to one one to one one to one which is great we can deliver one to a thousand people so we can create one video in, and deliver that to a thousand people um or we can deliver that to ten thousand or millions as, as you can see on youtube so you know but that's additional value that you can offer to your customers so utilizing um video technology uh, podcasts as well uh, are a great way um almost an untapped source of of, of income podcast really because uh, from an education point of view again as a parent i've got more time to listen to podcasts than i have um watching videos on youtube because i can listen to a podcast whilst i i'm hoovering i can listen to a podcast whilst i'm um cooking i can listen to a podcast whilst I'm changing uh, Laura's nappy. You know, I can do that whilst doing other things. So I'm still getting the knowledge and education. Um, and to be honest with you, I probably would pay for that. That's it. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, and there's there's not enough courses out there that are actually latching onto that. A lot of uh, people are using podcasts to have good conversations, like Pete and I are today, to go and share knowledge um, and expertise, and hopefully um you know what we shared today will help you on your sales journey um but not only that your your business journey um, and your life journey absolutely that's been awesome so last little bit yeah. then is where can people find more information about parental ceo um so uh we have a landing page being built at the moment as we speak uh it will be parentalceo.com um but if you go onto facebook and go into the search bar and type in parental ceo you'll find it there or uh email me at me at jamieselby.com um and i'll be happy to share any more information fantastic look jamie thank you very much and uh, no doubt me and you'll probably speak in about half an hour anyway, but <laughs> yeah, see this. really appreciate it. It's been great having you on. Um, thank you again. Yeah, no, thank you, Pete. Thank you. Perfect.